Welcome to the PMDD Healing Summit, where the world's top experts share hope, guidance, and next steps for your PMDD journey. And today I am super happy. It's a reunion, y'all. I am happy to welcome back Amy Viola. And just in case you haven't seen her talk in the last summit, let me introduce her to you. Amy is a clinical hypnotherapist, mindset coach, and emotional health practitioner. She uses a range of science-based techniques to help menstruators with PMDD empower themselves to take healthy control over their thoughts, behaviors, emotions, and ultimately their PMDD symptoms, allowing them to live life to full in a sustainable, calm, and fulfilling way. Oh, right. A full life. That's what we all want to have. She believes that strengthening your mind and emotional center is just as crucial as exercising or drinking water, and that the quality of your mindset dictates the quality of your life no matter what it throws at you. Amy, super empowering. Welcome to the summit again. Thank you for having me, Charisma. It's really, really good to be back. Thank you. It's really great to have you back. And your talk last year had such an impact. I was like, we need to have Amy back because she's got all the juiciness for us. So just share a little bit about your journey and why you're so passionate about supporting people on their own PNDD journey. Yeah, so I, um, I, I believe I initially got PMDD at puberty. Um, it's very difficult to differentiate. I think everyone, they've got their own life and, and different things happening. But at that time, I had a lot of trauma as a child. And then my mom, mother was ill as a teenager. So there was lots of other things going on as well. So it's quite difficult looking back. I, have no, I wasn't diagnosed at that time. So I, I believe now that I know a lot more about myself, that that, that was when it kind of came up. Came up. But it really, really kicked off in 2007 when I got the contraceptive injection. And I still didn't connect the two things actually at all. I still, I, you know, I was in your mid twenties, I wasn't cycle tracking. You know, I didn't even think that you did that unless you wanted to get pregnant. Like for me, it was, you know, whatever. So, but that really, really, I haven't been, I hadn't been the same since, you know, that, that it kind of switched something off in my mind. There was a lot of anxiety. There was a lot of rage. There was, it, it really, really kicked a lot of stuff off. Um, but like I say, because there was so much trauma that I dealt with, it was hard to, to pinpoint, hard to work out. And it's only when I really honed in on myself and I honed in on healing, um, looking at different areas of my life, you know, personal development, which really started in 2010. That's when I, I started looking at the connection. So I was, I was diagnosed in 2019, so not very long ago at all. Um, and it wasn't that long after qualifying as a hypnotherapist either. So I qualified in clinical hypnotherapist just before that. Mm -hmm. um, and Nurture PMTD naturally was born actually out of a crazy anxiety PMTD attack at Tony Robbins event. So <laughs> I really, really random. Luckily, there's coaches there and there's people there to help you pull your stuff back together. Um, and I had a client there and I just freaked out. And but but the point is I befriended a guy there who helped me set up a website. It wasn't called Nurture PMD naturally then, but it was for people with PMD. And he had a daughter and he was like, I've never heard of this thing in my whole life. This is I'm gonna help you now to do to help these people because there isn't there's nothing else like to, for me, it was so early on. I didn't think there was really much help out there and, and actually there wasn't the last few years it's really blown up I think online um there really wasn't much out there when I was first looking so that's that's where it was born yeah 
Um, and then that year, I literally overdosed on everything and anything natural, everything that I could do to, <laughs> to like help myself, which I don't recommend anyone doing. Do it one, you know, always one step at a time, one day at a time. Um, but, you know, through that and, and getting to know myself, I thought, you know, by 2020, I've leveled, leveled off hugely. Um, I found my groove, you know, improved most of my symptoms. Um, and the majority of that is actually getting to know myself, putting boundaries in place in my life, knowing my triggers, you know, um, doing a lot of hypnosis, a lot of therapy that, that, you know, not when I say a lot of therapy, it's not, I, I don't mean you have to go to therapy for 10 years, you go and you do intense, it's yourself, you can do a lot of therapy yourself, you know, you can listen to recordings, you can find, find your people, find your mentors, you know, that, and, and that's where we're going, going later on in the conversation about, um, you know, it, it being a village, but yeah, so, yeah. so it's fluid, and also it's fluid, life, there's PMDD, and then there's life as well, it's not one or the other, they, they absolutely entwine, um and it's all it's all about growth really it's about growth and, and consumption you know what are you how are you treating yourself effectively that is really what it boils down to is, is is how you're treating yourself and there's a lot you know many things so yeah I've I've not had the symptoms in the same way way since since that time but it's it's consistent work you know like any any growth and any when you're evolving and you're growing and developing it's um it's, it's, it's work and it's a change of lifestyle effectively. Absolutely. It is, it is a growth. And you just mentioned that. And I, I love this. And I want you to talk more about that. You say it takes a village to manage PMDD. Explain what you mean by that. Yes. Yeah, so like the old African um, proverb, it, it takes a village to raise a child. Um, I think it's the same with PMDD. So it's like treating it like a child effectively. Um, it's not you. So it's not you know, it's a part of you, but PMDD isn't you. It's important to separate that as well. Um, but it needs nurturing. It needs kindness. It needs patience. Um, it's a very fluid and nuanced disorder and everybody's different. Um, but for me personally, you know, focusing on different areas of my life has helped, helped me hugely, you know, diet, alcohol, you know, um, caffeine. I haven't drunk caffeine for two or three years, but it's not on its own. So it's not like, okay, I stopped drinking coffee. I don't have PMDD. Of course, that's that's not yeah but it's it's the multiple methods and it's having like I say the different mentors that you know therapists or recordings or yeah. someone you follow on Instagram whatever it is um and learning and and growing and developing effectively and trusting trusting yourself and trusting your PMDD as well like yeah. I said it's it can be hard to explain but that's that's what I mean it's that that nurturing um, as you a child yeah it makes you know, total sense to me when you said that one. I'm like, oh, I take the village. And now that you're saying, you know, it takes different approaches also for ourselves with our PMDD and also maybe to find different things, right? And different practitioners. That's why I have you here. You know, you're different Absolutely. from somebody else that I'm talking to and that we can, y'all can start making your own little village for your PMDD. I hadn't <laughs> even thought of it, but that's absolutely the perfect example. This summit is the village that's absolutely perfect that's exactly what I mean by that saying that's exactly what I mean when I say that it takes a village it takes because and, and because everyone's different you know one part I'll, I'll, I'll help 10 people but I may not help those 10 people or it might be a little bit but those people might really resonate and they may not with the next person and it's and that's that's life isn't it that's that's we we get drawn to different people and 
what our needs change. So I might help someone last year, but I might not help them so much this year. And because it, it, it's fluid, like I say, and and so that's exactly perfect example. It's exactly what I mean. <laughs> you, you've yeah. created a village, and you're raising here. Yeah. <laughs> we're a village. So I don't want to say raising because we're not raising it. We're also re trying to reduce and and if you know um, remove symptoms where we can. You know, there's there's like like I say, everyone's different. It's um, exactly big conversation, isn't it? It is such a big conversation and I'm sure, you know, the right people will resonate with, with the people. So what about your clients? Like, what do you, what methods that you do work best for um, your clients recently? Um, so everyone's different, um, as I, I always say. And so each session is tailored to the client and it's not even, there's some plan, there are, there is planning that goes on before, but a lot of it is done on the spot as and when, because needs come up. Um, either in conversation or during hypnosis if we're doing that whatever yeah. um, and I draw on many many different techniques and methods and it re really will depend on, on their needs at the time but ultimately hypnotherapy is the most powerful um, it cements you know new behaviors and thought patterns it can um, weaken others you know it can there's it's, it's so so powerful and yeah. um, I do use that with most people but some people have more talking and mentoring and coaching mm -hmm. and then a little bit of you know they might then have recordings whereas other people you know they like I say they'll have mostly hypnosis and not want to talk at all so yeah it's it, it can be it's, it's different um but the hypnotherapy is the it, yeah the creme de la creme <laughs> it's yes it's the one of the oldest well it is the oldest therapy actually it's the oldest known therapy um in the world and yeah uh, yeah there's it's it's good. Well, you know, I mean, that's what that's what you that was a big, big catalyst in your healing, wasn't it? It was a huge part of my healing. That's why I'm I'm so glad that you're here, because I just listened to, you know, hypnotherapy stuff online, anything that I could find. That's why I'm so happy that you're here, because, you know, that was just stuff for stuff. But you know about PMDD and you work with people with PMDD. So your focus will obviously be more, you know, kind of concentrated to what we're actually going through. But it was a huge part of me resetting my entire my entire being and how I see things, how I approach things. It was huge. Yeah. yeah well it's it's reprogramming isn't it effectively that's um, it is it yeah. is absolutely reprogramming i also um you know on your beautiful instagram page which i absolutely love which is a treasure trove of of information and knowledge and wisdom you say you got really real recently and, I, and that's what i love about you you said it's time we stop relying solely on our doctors to fix us because there are things that only we can do to help our pmdd symptoms can you elaborate on that a little bit yeah, I feel really, really strong. So this is like a lot of my work and I only see people who are ready for this kind of work. I don't see people who are not ready for this. Okay, so um, I'm not here, just as a caveat, I'm not here to tell anyone not to go to the doctors. I absolutely, everyone has their own path and they do what they do. So just because I don't take any traditional medication doesn't mean that you shouldn't, or I, but I'm not here to, um, to preach about that at all. And this is quite... Uh, an unpopular opinion but there is there is no known medical cure for pmdd in fact that, and that's a fact there's no you know no no doctor everything that they can give is effectively a mask um you know even people that have had surgery can still suffer afterwards and i don't i i feel quite strongly as well about um you know very young women having having surgery and you know that 
not not having that opportunity to have their own children if they so wished in 10 or 20 years time um that to me isn't a cure that's that that, that it might be a cure for people it might get rid of pmd for but to me that's incredibly sad and, and can be damaging so for me that's that that doesn't count um <laughs> as, as a cure in that respect yeah. but you'll find a lot of people you know it might, might take the edge off you know with um medications and with uh, birth control i mean birth control is what kicked mine off hugely anyway so i just have not had it since um but these are short term these are not things that should be used for long term contraception and birth control shouldn't be used on a long-term basis and it's the same with antidepressants ssris um and often people will find they're using for a few months and then they don't work or you know they can make them worse or you know if they're on them all month rather than just that part of the month they they can find that it takes away any joy that you know there's no, there's a there's a lot of reasons um why it's not the be all and end all but i'm but like i say i'm not here to i'm not saying it's but it's good for certain people some people need it and want it and that's absolutely fine i don't want anyone to think that i'm um i'm, I'm against medication or anything that's just one thing and everyone has a choice as well but the point is is we're all accountable for our health you know we there are so many the doctor cannot make you eat properly the doctor cannot make you listen to your mate because you can have a hypnosis recording but are you listening to it i can i can sell something to you or give you something in a workshop or you have to actually use it and do that in your life you know i i can't be there um all the time and no neither can anyone else and it's the same with doctors um they obviously have their place and there's there's reasons for them and and all these but they cannot make you know they can't make you do yoga they can't make you do any of these things only you can do that and i think particularly in the uk there's a huge reliance on on medical practitioners because of the nhs because there's a there's a mindset that we have free healthcare. Mm-hmm. it isn't free because we, we pay in our national insurance and there's there's other costs and things prescriptions in, in england um but in comparison to the us it is free absolutely but there's such a reliance on it and there's a real tunnel vision of paying for so you know it's a real treat to go to a massage therapist for instance or you know it's a real decision to go to a coach it's not a decision to buy an iphone Mm -hmm. so it's about taking that responsibility it's investing in yourself and say i have paid an absolute fortune on investing in myself both Mm -hmm. in business and in health uh, and it, and at times when I haven't had any money as well, I don't come from money. It's but it's it's been an absolute, it's been a choice. And obviously, there's there's times when you know I smoked for years. I also chose to spend my money on tobacco. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ridiculous, but I did, and I went without other. You know, I couldn't afford to go and see that osteopath. I couldn't afford to. Oh no, I can't. I haven't got the money because I was in that mindset too. Yeah. So it's not it's not criti- I'm not criticizing anybody. It's um it's it's a it's a british thing because and it's and it's fair and it's that you can see where it's come from but the doctor is one part of your health journey one one part even if you're on medication it might be that bigger part but it's he cannot he or she cannot um they cannot make make you do anything you only you can do that so it's taking responsibility taking that accountability yeah pulling yourself out of the victim mode and doing something and that's in the kindest possible way you know yeah i'm here with you all <laughs> you know been there done it I, the reason i do this work is because i've had to i've had to i've had to become an expert in this stuff for my own health and that's yes. why i'm now passing it on to other people as well so 
Yes. Oh, absolutely. It's that own that self-responsibility. Like, yes, you know, go to a doctor, have them help you, but then just don't sit back and be like, oh, so what are you going to do for me? Yeah. Start doing your research, start trying out different things, start, you know, just opening your mind a little bit to what is possible because there's so much possible. And that's why you're here. And that's why everybody's here because there is possibility to find relief, but we have to start taking our own responsibility and saying, okay, this is fucking enough. I need to start looking for something. I need to start going here. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and on the other hand as well, you know, things like um, we have this horrendous, frustrating situation of so many medical people not even knowing what PMDD is. So there's this other side of this as well is, you know, rely, this whole reliance on them and, and this yeah. frustration with them. Yeah. I found that actually taking information and being armed and and if I was very anxious at the time you know having someone with me but generally I can be I, I can be quite strong and I have everything bullet pointed and written but getting armed and getting prepared when you go to those doctors rather than oh they didn't do anything and this and you know and I feel you because I've been there and I've been yeah. gaslighted and I've had the frustration with various there's so I mean even last year I went to um the doctor for something and the nurse had no idea what it was and I had to explain it but rather than getting in that defensive annoyed mm. place and so well why don't you know what it is and I can I understand it again I'm a Scorpio with PMDD so trust me I get I get the rage and I and I hate bad customer service and all that kind of so I get that kind of thing um but by then becoming a bit more compassionate for them and then maybe explaining it to them or having, you know, when I go to go to a place, having that the NAPS guidelines or IAPMD or whatever guidelines on you, yeah. you become armed, you're more confident. Again, you are taking control and accountability and you're going into that doctor's office. And rather than them having control of you, you can you can switch that power around and take that power back. Yes. And we're helping the world by telling one more person about PMDD as well. So you can just, it's reframing and going, do you know what? I'm not going to get pissed off today. Yeah. Let's do it this way. And actually what you're doing is preventing yourself from, and, and it's your expectations as well, which, which is a huge thing. So yeah, so I need to add that bit on. It just it occurred to me and I thought, actually, that's also part of, of, of the, my frustration with that. <laughs> It's a huge part of it. Thank you for bringing that up. And I was talking with Dr. Jordan um, Robertson, and she also said, you know, help your doctor out. Bring like, have your, you know, you track it, track everything. Bring whatever you need, like for, because yeah, just make them understand you, you know, don't wait for them to understand, make them understand what you're going through and advocate for yourself. So thank you. And then I always love your, you know, empowering energy um, for us to step back into our power let's talk about here's something that um I just um was thinking would be really good to talk with you about because sometimes in my luteal phase I don't always make the best decisions I have been known to you know break up with my partner multiple times every month in my luteal phase and you're big on decision making so do you have any tips on how we can make better decisions Yes, yeah, because that's also that's something I've had to really master because <laughs> it's been a real struggle. I have to really differentiate things and hold back and, and wait until you know a couple of weeks and things like that. But brain dumping is a really good one. So if you know if you can't see the wood for the trees and you're not sure what's doing, it's all too busy and hard to decipher stuff, just write it down. Just have a I have notes in my phone, so I don't always have a pen and, and pad with me. Um, but just having a note. Thing on your phone you can just write stuff down just write your thoughts and things like that um 
that's also a good way of doing things when you're not, if you've had an argument or you're not sure, mm. you know, when you feel like you're in the right during a conflict, but you may not well be. So you can write those things down so that in a couple of weeks time, you can just look at that and really kind of hone in and see actually was, was that, because it's not all, that's the other thing. It's not always PMDD. People need to remember that, um, other people may use PMDD as an excuse in an argument and things like that. They may say, oh, well, it's be, and you might do it. You think, well, it's because of that time. That's the only reason it's that time of the month. Not always. So it's always a good idea to write that stuff down and, and go back to that. But that's, sorry, I'm deviating. There. Um, yeah. Put it aside. That's um, a really good one to uh, making decisions. If it's a really, you know, even when you've brain dumped, you might still not, have, you know, not have that time to deal with it. So save it for a clearer head you mm -hmm. can do this by having imaginary thought boxes as well so you can have one where you have you know these ridiculous thoughts that are completely intrusive and absolute rubbish you can yeah. have that to just the the rubbish thought box the one that's just going to go straight in the trash in the, in the bin you can have that one then you can have one well i'm going to deal with that later it's important but i'll deal with it later this is a good one for insomnia um oh. and then you can have another one where actually i'm gonna i'm you know I'll, i can work with that now and you can kind of that working working um box so yeah. that's a good idea um challenge your thoughts so you know look at understanding your thoughts and your triggers you know is it driven by fear and paranoia you know do that mental shadow work um yeah yeah it's about understanding yourself and really becoming aware of that um you can distract yourself sometimes it can be really if you too many decisions you're not sure what to do and then you know it's just doing your head in um you can look too hard at something so sometimes it's better to just take yourself away you know like sometimes when you're looking for something too hard you can't find it and yeah. then you just have that little break yeah and you just think just stop and you think and just let your brain just do its thing and then suddenly it comes to you it's the same kind of thing it's mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's exactly the same thing um cutting the stress so you know just the stress will feed overwhelm and overwhelm will feed the stress so really work on your stress and your self-care um, and what you're doing um, and getting real so work out exactly what you want in follicular um, and then be clear about that before you hit luteal so if there's already things that you know already have things in place have preventative measures and, and things prepared so that you can't if it's so for instance if you binge on junk food be prepared with the you know organic burgers in the freezer for instance so you don't go to mcdonald's you know that because yeah. you can still feed your your junk food thing but you can do it in a much healthier manner what, whatever whatever you know what i mean so yes. it's having that preparation um and in most importantly is being kind to yourself just understanding yourself giving yourself that grace and that patience yeah. um you know that's half the battle and by letting go and again it's just it's that just breathing and just putting stuff to the side you'll find that things will come to you and if in doubt just wait and do it mm. wait a couple of weeks you don't have to make that decision there and then today yes just take a breath take a step back yes walk away and then and and this all goes together coincides so you write it down then you can come back to you know all of these things but especially when it's big you know the things i've done you know the, the just want to cut someone off and then i'll just delete them off facebook just like that what the hell no <laughs> See, you know this is the old amy <laughs> we, we just calm down now and we sit back and we think yes. about it and, yes. you know, and then you differentiate is it pmdd or is it is it them is it my boundaries is it 
so there's so much to it so much to it so good so good i i absolutely love your, your imaginary thought boxes i mean so good you know oh this is the rubbish bin we'll do that one for later and okay i'll deal with this one now and prepare in your follicular phase for your luteal phase and i love the thing with the snacks because i've been known you know to eat a whole loaf of bread by my dude and what i do now is i just buy the healthiest bread that i can find or like tortillas or something like that because i know i'm gonna want to just stuff my face and so that's that's my that's how i prepare <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly that exactly that it's just giving yourself it's still you're still giving yourself that permission to to perhaps feed that that habit but in a not in a much healthier manner yeah. um and because not all habits are, are detrimental we can have these cheeky little things in our life you know we can have these but it's it's about that preparation because the last thing you wanted to be then doing is binging on some real rubbish and yes. then you feel bad about yourself then you've got a tummy ache then you you know all yes. these things um which then feed in then you feel guilty then you feel shame and and it's all this stuff that feeds in yeah feeds together Y'all, we can have these little cheeky things in our lives. If that is, I'm going to put that on a sticky note. <laughs> All right. So I have another one that happens a lot when we're in our, our luteal phase, you know, are these intrusive thoughts. Like it's kind of, you know, like your imaginary thought box, but sometimes these thoughts just won't stop. How can we like manage these intrusive thoughts? So visualizations usually a very good one, just taking yourself off into an, into a, another place um but one good example so imagine that there's a really there's there's a rough river you know the water's all over the place um splishing and splashing and it's, it's it's a real rough river and there's a boat there and it's going up and down and it's you know going along with it and getting trashed and up, you know all over the place now it's your choice you can try and grab onto that boat and you can try and go with it and you can get taken away and get overwhelmed and half drown and whatever else you're going to do or you can sit on the riverbank and you can just watch it mm -hmm. and that's the same with those thoughts we can get consumed and we can get carried away and we can drag ourselves and you know and it's our choice we're going to jump in and we're going to wrestle with that boat yes. and then sharks or whatever else is going to come with us no sharks in rivers but just whatever you're going to really go there depends on how bad your thoughts are or are you going to sit on that bank and you can just watch them? Because it's not about getting rid of thoughts or stopping thought. And it's the same with emotions. All emotions are valid, but they have to be healthy. It has to, and they have to, it has to coincide with what, what it is that um, is happening for, you know, and, and it's the same with the thoughts as well. So yeah, by um, observing, observing that boat, observing those thoughts, watch them go by, let them flitter off, stick them in the box, let them, and you'll then, you'll go off, probably into another world because you're then you're sitting by that riverbank and and again at that point put on a hypnosis put on a meditation you know do do your gratitude journal which i know people it's become such a cliche and such a, a a thing to do but it's scientifically proven you know you're telling your brain effectively and you're you're switching your your focus um so it's it, again it goes back to distraction but not in an unhealthy way not in a sitting there playing um candy crush or anything that's like an unhealthy coping mechanism yeah. you know what I mean it's it's okay well let me go and write my journal let me go and stand on the grass for 10 minutes and ground let me go and do something good for myself um mm. or for someone else as well that's also um fulfillment you know is is serving too so 
beautiful. That visualization, you know, that when you said that the boat is like, and then just sit out, sit at the riverbank and just watch it. I have never, you know, I've do all the meditations on things, but never have anybody, you know, use the whole riverbank thing. And for me, that immediately like removed me from, you removed me from it a little bit. So I'm just like the spectator and it felt really calming. So I think that is a really great one to use. And the gratitude journal, you say it's scientifically proven. So I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> Yeah, I talk more about, I mean, again, I, I could go on about all of this stuff all day, but I talk more about that um, in my group and things like that. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, it's a big You part. are a treasure trove. So I know a lot of times when, you know, with our PMDD symptoms, we feel super powerless also with our mind and our emotions. How's the, how are, how can we just take our power back? So um, managing your expectations one of them okay so that that's the that's the difference between happiness and not effectively pmdd or not um it's your, your expectations of something um taking responsibility accountability um boundaries making sure you've got healthy boundaries not just with other people but with yourself okay. um the consumption so what are you watching on television what are who are you hanging around with what gossip are you partaking in um what are you eating what are you scrolling through on social media um a good way of also hone you know kind of changing what you're consuming things like adverts on social media is if you do some google searches on things that you love you'll start to see them come up in your facebook <laughs> and i don't mean like material stuff necessarily but if you just start, just start googling because facebook's so damn nosy that um it will start coming up with that so then you'll start to see your and delete anybody that's that that makes you anxious or, or negative or Yes, um, I've always social media is a big, big one for me. That's all. Oh, it's just gets under my skin. Yeah. Um, yeah, and has done. I have to really manage social media quite, quite, quite a bit. But I now have healthy people on my. <laughs> I've, I have boundaries, so I have the healthy people on my Facebook. Generally, <laughs> it's not too bad. But that's that's a really good one. Um, taking a step back, you know, planning downtime, ensuring that you're you're catering and looking after yourself. Like I've always said, I you've heard me say this a million times but with the the um, oxygen mask on the plane they always tell you to put yours on first before you help anybody else yeah. and that is the same in life like you cannot help anyone else you can't help your kids you can't you will end up burning out um as i've done multiple times with with or without pmdd like i say there's there's it's very fluid so yeah it's in that nurturing and that self-care ensuring you're doing that properly yeah. is um, is important amazing i hope you all are writing all these downs and we're, we're almost at time and but i want to do want to put this one in here because it kind of ties in nicely to what we just said you know all of this stuff that's going on in the world right all of these stressors basically how can we cultivate more calmness and how can we stay more calm in our lives do you have any tips for us for that one yeah so well especially with this crazy world yeah i mean it's um yeah, the thing is, it's, it's, it's stressful for everyone, but I think with PMDD, it's even worse, isn't it? Because it just exasperates everything. Um, so always remembering that you are always doing your best with the tools that you have at the time. Yeah. Write that on your fridge, put it everywhere you can. You know, just, you are always, just repeat to yourself, I'm always doing the best with the resources, all the tools that I have at the moment, at that moment in time. And it's absolutely true. Um, take control of what you can, surrender what you can't another big one of mine you know there's loads of things that we can take control of that we're not 
and loads of things that we cannot control in life and we're just constantly trying to take control of them it's just a losing battle so doing that um staying informed but being very careful with your consumption don't get obsessed with the news don't sit in the morning the moment you wake up and put put it on um do you first you know fill that cup first so amy could you share you know you have all these clients with PMDD. could you do you have a success story something juicy that you could share with us i do i've got i've got quite a lot actually i was thinking what what i could say today but there's one and um I haven't even worked with her one-to-one actually this was from a workshop she has bought um one of my um digital products one of my hypno coaching bundles which are out there for sale um she had bought one of those but this is actually from a workshop and she emailed me to say that she'd been having panic attacks for 25 years and she used one of my techniques and implemented it and it was the first time she'd ever managed to stop a panic attack and she had to write to me because she was like I cannot like I cannot thank you enough like literally and I I did cry with that one because I was like, wow, that that is huge. That is a that is such, and that was her biggest, I think one of her biggest symptoms um, is was anxiety and panic attacks. So she and she had it not long after the workshop, and um, yeah, she she managed to pull it right back and and get back into a calm state, and um, and that to me is life changing. Yeah, that to me is life changing. That's it right there. Absolutely. But I've got like, I mean, there's so many different ones, but yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> we got over. <laughs> we are already over time but I think that is beautiful and and that is all it takes sometimes is like right this this one thing sometimes it's more things but there can be life-changing things happening so that's why I'm so glad to to share you with us and what I'm also glad to share with everybody here is Amy is she has something really beautiful to share with us a a morning rituals talk a little bit about that Amy Yes, so this is, um, it sets you up for the day, so it's for you to set your intentions, um, basically get into a calm state, get your nervous system into a calm state, tell your brain how you want to feel, how you want to, how you want your day to go, like I say, setting setting those intentions, it's 15 minutes, Um, you, it's not a hypnosis, so you can listen to it with, while you're doing your kids breakfast, you can listen to it while you're in the car, on the train, Mm. there's no excuse, you can listen to it every morning, and it makes a big, big difference, um, to your morning so yes you can sign up and you can get that free i will also be running a workshop and soon to come a group program but i'll be talking about that um in due course so yes we're all there's lots of juicy things happening this year for sure okay well thank you more and more people i'm loving it so yeah (laughs) absolutely thank you for that morning ritual i think it's a great way to set ourselves up for the day and i cannot wait to hear about these these master classes in your program my my ears just went like what so thank you so much and amy thank you for taking time and for sharing uh these beautiful tools and also just mindset shifts and different way of looking at things and so empowering i always feel you're you're empowering and you're fiercely compassionate and loving energy come through so thank you for being there for us do you have any last words of hope or encouragement that you'd like to share with us yes um so just remember you you have the choice this is you're running the show um, you can tell, and it, it, it takes practice and it takes consistency. It's not an overnight thing, but you can tell your brain how you want to feel. So one last thing to put on your fridge is it is impossible to be calm and anxious simultaneously. It is impossible to be calm and anxious simultaneously. That's actually what um, stopped that lady's panic attacks as well. That was, that was the technique. 
you breathe through it and you just tell yourself and you just keep telling yourself because your brain, your, your subconscious mind, your unconscious doesn't know the difference between reality and, and imagination. So you can tell it and you can, you can enforce that, you can reprogram that. Um, so just remember that one. It's, re it's scientifically impossible. You cannot be calm and anxious or angry or even excited. You cannot be those things and calm. So you're telling yourself you want to be calm. You want to be calm. You want to be calm. You cannot be both. So remember that. <laughs> she just dropped the bomb in like the last 30 seconds of the interview. You can't be calm and anxious and we can enter it, put in any one of our, our moods, any one of our symptoms at the same time. Well, yeah, if, I mean, it's, it's anxious and anger that are the main ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, but yeah, um, you cannot be both. If it's physically impossible, for your body to do both so what do you want to be <laughs> and like i say don't don't get too caught up if it doesn't you know is pmdd is a disgusting horrible disorder that can take over so it's just about being kind to yourself and just you know practicing being consistent and um yeah yeah come on over come and get get the recording guys and um yeah, yeah. and yeah there's there's lots there's lots more coming so i am looking forward to it amy thank you so much for being here sharing your wisdom you. so good y'all share in the group hashtag gold nuggets i know there's going to be so many my my it's full. it's full i'm going to put so many sticky notes on my wall today um thank you so much amy thank you for being here thank you for having me it's been an absolute pleasure again so thank you charisma and i'll see you in the group <laughs> absolutely yes amy's gonna be in the group she's gonna be talking it up with us y'all have a wonderful rest of your day <sighs> regroup reset have something nice to drink right and let this settle in because this was dense this was beautiful just let it happen and let it just roll roll on through you mm. yeah lots of water because when you're leaving your emotions as well it's very important to to flush them out your liver holds emotions so flush your liver um that's the thing with alcohol and caffeine too but it's another it's another discussion someone else can talk about that <laughs> awesome oh my gosh i think oh my god we could go on forever so much stuff more coming up for me but y'all we're gonna get out of here come into the group if you have any more questions just put them into the group we'll just amy will answer them i'm sure we'll be there for you all right have a wonderful rest of your day y'all <laughs> bye bye <laughs>